0: podcast series. This is podcast number 40. We're going to talk employment, the, the employment landscape and federal contracting. My name is Todd Hatherley. I'm the director of programming for federal publication seminars, and we've been a leader in federal government contract training and professional development for the last 60 years. And every year we train thousands of businesses, federal agencies and individuals on the legal regulatory compliance and accounting nuances found in the federal regulations through nationwide classroom, online and in-house sessions. This podcast is just a small sampling of important content you as a contracting professional can expect from attending an FPS program, whether in person or online, live or on demand. You cannot find another source with the breadth and depth of experience, knowledge, and content anywhere. So please visit us at fedpubseminars.com for more information. Well, today joining me is Eric Norvell. He's an employment consultant to the industry. And like I mentioned at the beginning, we're going to talk a little bit about the landscape of employment, you know, with the whole, whole great resignation that everybody's talked about over the past year or so, uh, COVID and uh, people working from home. Eric, first of all, but before we get into that, give us a little bit of background on what you do and, and your connection to the uh, contract industry.
1: Well, I recruit in the federal space uh, along the lines of compliance contracts, uh, procurement, controllership, CFO. And I'm uh, going on my 23rd year, I believe this July, and uh, prior to uh, recruiting, I worked for KPMG out of school and audited uh, publicly traded banks and yep. uh, got into sales. and now I very much enjoy working with people and with contractors that have issues that we solve with people.
0: Fantastic. And we'll, we'll get, to, get to your uh, information if anybody wants to get a hold of you uh, at the end of the program. So we're in a very interesting area of the uh, industry right now. Uh, a lot of the great resignations I mentioned, uh, there's a lot of moving around. Uh, what what are you seeing in the uh, landscape as far as uh, employment goes?
1: Well, I'm seeing a significant amount of movement around the great resignation space. And according to the Harvard Business Review, I think it was published around April 21, the highest rates are among the mid-career employees. So those That are between ages 30 and 45 have an average increase of uh, resignation of more than 20%, and that's between 20 and 21. And Wall Street, the, 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 I'm sorry, uh, the article referred to one of the main causes as a drive for a desire for compensation or more compensation, advancement opportunities, and work environment. And what they mean by that is. Work-life balance, corporate culture, a collaborative corporate culture, um, and the opportunity to work 100% remote, which is interesting because it ties into a Wall Street article uh, based on a poll given about 1993. And the Wall Street article basically took a look at job transitions and identified the top three drivers as being compensation, advancement, opportunities, and work environment. All right. Very so cool. Now, so... Yeah, so- I was gonna say the greatest need is those that have experience between eight and fifteen years, which drives an increase in their market value.
0: Absolutely. So that mid kind of the mid career type of folks. Yes. So tell us what, what you're seeing as far as in the federal contracts in you, in your world. What are companies asking for? What are employees asking for? You know, is there is there a lot of movement going on in the federal contract space?
1: There's a lot of movement, and it seems like now that incurred costs are caught up, DFARS is now the trend. So if you just type in DFARS on LinkedIn, you'll come up with 3,150 openings in various different areas of expertise, and then you'll find about 2,300 on Indeed. Um, So then if you say, okay, well, what was the average increase before December of 2019 or pre-COVID? On a job transition, it was more like 10 to 15 percent. And now those folks with between 8 and 15 years of experience know they're in demand. So it's more like 25, sometimes 40 percent.
0: Wow. That's yeah. quite a bit.
1: Yeah. And it's an, it's about a 90 percent counteroffer situation. You,
0: you know, mentioned the Wall Street Journal, uh, the article there. What are some of the benefits and things that maybe hard or soft benefits that uh Uh, employees are looking for and employers are willing to give? Well, in the past,
1: um, employers were kind of old school butt in the seat and on-site or migrating towards on-site. So I've had a client with an open uh, rack, and it was open for five months. And it was located in a part of our, the U.S. where there's only one government contractor. So the required mm-hmm. relocation, let's open it up 100% remote. She knows my boss is not going to buy into that. I said, well, let's try. But we had that position built within two weeks.
0: Wow.
1: So industry, the market value for between 8 and 15, roughly, is between 100 and 210, uh, plus 10% bonus paid out a multiple of two times. And what wow. I've seen in merit increases, between like two and five percent whereas if you look at the consulting uh firms that provide these services the average with those number of years is between 140 to 245 plus 10 to 25 percent bonus and their merit increases go from five to 15 percent and if you go from a manager to a senior manager sometimes you're getting 20 plus percent
0: where is the where is the biggest gap where you're seeing the most need from companies is is it at a senior management level? Is it a a junior level? Where where is that that need the most right now? I would
1: say manager to senior manager, senior associate, backslash director. Um, Those seem to be the the biggest needs at this point. There's a lot of uh, traditional commercial companies out there uh, gobbling up federal revenue streams. And then they, they do so, and they wind up not knowing what to do in terms of compliance. So sometimes they'll dumb down the nuance of compliance and tie it into comp and try to bring in a manager when, in fact, it's reporting to a person to suggest it's a director as well as the job responsibilities. So <clears throat> there's a lot of new positions out there because of that, the PE-backed acquisitions and things of that nature.
0: Uh, from, from your perspective, Eric, I, I know um, we've talked uh, many for many years on this, type of subjects you've, you've presented in front of our audiences in, in uh, a Hilton Head when we've had our Hilton Head Government Contracts Week. You you represent uh, mostly the employer or the employee?
1: The employer, but the employee is going to feel like my my client, even though my client pays my fee, be, because in the end, I'll walk them through the process in terms of how they basically change control in the interview and don't do the interview in the interview, but do the job. Um, And more importantly, I negotiate much more than they would ever think of. I was going to say, I always encourage candidates before they accept an offer to plan a vacation. um, So they get a little time.
0: (laughs) That makes sense. Total sense. So what, what, what what benefit have you seen since COVID uh, that employees are offering that you probably would not have thought, they would offered anytime
1: soon? Yeah, Yeah, that's a good question. Generally speaking, when I talk to a hiring manager, whether it's a CFO or a CEO or whatever it is, um, they'll lay out the opportunity the challenge, and then my final question is, how long has this position been open? And once they say three, four, five months, I encourage them to consider remote number one, number two. I consider them, or I ask them to work with HR to get away from the salary ban. So that being said, the past three years, or December 19 to present, I've done more placements than in my past 23 years. Um, And it's because of this, this change. And a lot of folks, in addition to the general resignation, are looking for opportunities outside of what they're doing to try to change COVID, which doesn't work. So what it does is it puts the candidate in the driver's seat they have leverage. Wow! It shows up in the paycheck.
0: Yeah, no so, kidding. Interesting. So, um, just to wrap up, I know you're busy, Eric. Uh, talking to you, and you're in a, you're out of the country at this point in time. But what are a couple of thinky things that uh, employers or employees should be uh, preparing for uh, when when looking for uh, either an employer or uh, looking for a new new employment opportunity?
1: Uh, if I'm the candidate. The first thing I do is determine whether I'm interested in the company's products and or services, Uh, and then I do some intel, if I'm the candidate, about the corporate culture the advancement opportunities, um, the the payout for the bonus percentages in the past five years, but most importantly, um, just be genuine. Energy and enthusiasm is what every uh, prospective employer is looking for, and a lot of these employers... The hiring managers, fifties, sixties, sometimes 70, they're old school. So they want a thank you note. They want a timely. And then they want you to be polished, you know, fresh haircut, shave, suit on. Um, every day is game day.
0: So what kind of flexibility uh, when uh, looking for candidates do you need to have when you're on the employer side?
1: Well, that goes back to leverage again. The, the, the employer today has to be completely flexible. So in the past, let's say pre-COVID, um, I do quite a bit of placements in the Beltway. If I have a slate of, let's say, three candidates, and I talk to my prospective hiring manager about these candidates, um, he'll say, okay, blah, or she'll say, blah. And I'll say, okay, this person asked me out of the three if they would telecommute one day a week because it's three hours um, commuting. And the person, the hiring manager will say, well, who's that person? I'll say, well, Joe, blah. Then the, the employer... Or the hiring manager would say, okay, take them off the slate, and I'm going to talk to them. So now the employer has no leverage.
0: They have to be flexible. Good advice. Uh, Eric, if yeah. uh, a hiring manager of some type want to get a hold of you and, and use you uh, use your services, find candidates for them, how would they get a hold of you? Area code 704-609-7220. Excellent, Eric. I appreciate your time today. I hope you enjoy your uh, your uh, little bit of a time off here and uh, uh, get back okay. to this. And we'll, we'll uh, be talking to you at a later date. Great. Todd, thank you for your time. Thank you. And as always, yeah. if you have topics you want us to cover in a podcast, please send me a note at Todd at com. Until next time, stay keep your distance, and read the fog.